Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Hey, Justin. Yes, dear. What do you got? What's this uh, What's this box you got going over here? This it's, well, it's there every week. It's there every week, sweetie. It's my uh, my doTERRA. Oh, you got a lot of stuff on your desk. I do. So I don't, I, you know, it's I can't keep track. All. You buy a lot of things, so it's hard for me to know all the new things that it's you buy. My, what, it's my doTERRA. What is your, now what is this? Aromatherapy. Oh. Atomizer thingamajig. Okay. I and what, what? What? What do you do with it? Well, I bet. I mean, I load it up with water, and then we just basically put some oils in there to try to set the mood and get a little nice little fog going, sweet smelling fog. If you can tell today, I got mm, sandalwood. That's definitely sandalwood I got in there. So, yeah. Uh, that's that's definitely. And you're, uh, you're it was a really nice recording environment. Okay, so you're hoping it. It does what exactly just for you? Kind of calms us and just really makes it like a really open, accepting, peaceful, uh, just just really tranquil recording experience. Okay how how exactly do you think that works? Mm. Well, uh, I I again. Uh, just to take it back to the top, I put water in the thing. No, I mean, do you think you just smell it and like you you yeah. get better? Is you that, smell that it you and think? your you brain just... thinks like this is a chill place to be, and then it chills you out. Okay, so Easy. you're just you're just using it to chill out. Just use it to chill out. Okay, you you know there it are... works like a dream, by the way. Does it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't experienced stress since I purchased it. Oh, I would say that's not true. That's inaccurate. That's a lie. <laughs> it's inaccurate. Uh, you know that a lot of people go in for this aromatherapy thing only they they would say that it has a lot more benefits than maybe just chilling you out uh you know it's funny i heard some of that kind of thing when i was researching the perfect uh essential oil atomizer to purchase you researched the of course you did i'm I'm not surprised at that whatsoever uh well maybe maybe you want to learn a little bit more about essential oils and I'm gonna keep inhaling them and I am. I guess I should at least know what I'm dealing with. Apparently they have a lot of untapped potential that I'm not really well well let's talk about them because I'll be honest, this is probably the recently the most requested topic that we've had. Uh some of the most recent people who've asked us to do this, Jill, Stephanie, Lara, Tamara, Chance, thank you all. I'm sure there are more people who've suggested this. Um I think it's because it's really popular right now. Mm-hmm. The idea of essential oils. It's an old, old, old idea, as we'll talk about. Um, but as old ideas often do, it's trendy. Mm-hmm. It's come around and it's trendy again. And um, people are using it for a lot more than just chilling out. So 
So let's talk about it. First of all, do you know when I say essential oils, what I mean? Uh, I think, and I don't actually know, but I think it's like by essential, we're talking about something boiled down to like it's very core. So you just get, you know, the, the like the squished down essence. The it's essence. The essential. It, there you go. That's exactly right, actually. So uh, essential comes from the, these are the essence of the plant, right. this oil, not because they are essential in any way. I think that's to an important me, point to make. To my just general headspace, I would argue they are indeed essential. Okay. Well, we'll get back to that. Okay. So they can come from any plant or herb, and there's different ways to remove them. Largely, they're distilled. Uh, but you can also like use solvents to kind of break down plant and it can be leaves, roots, flowers, whatever. Um, or there's ways to press it. You can either take it through inhalation like you're talking about. So like putting it in something that turns it into like a fragrant steam or just sniffing it. Uh, some people use it topically. So just massaging the oil into your skin, or you can uh, even take it orally. Some people do that. Not many, not many. I don't go down for that. And the idea is that this helps with not just um, like it doesn't just have psychological effects, kind of like you're mentioning, chilling you out, but that it also has physical effects on your body. Okay. So the ancient Egyptians used essential oils. We have a lot of evidence, um, mainly from like, you know, they had all those jars in their tombs where they all the stuff they were taking with them to the afterlife. Mm hmm. And a lot of those jars had um, like residues of essential oils in them. So clearly they were important. Uh, what were they used for, though? Like a lot of things. So embalming. So, we, you know, the mummies would that we have found were coated in these oils. But a lot of it was for embalming and like cleansing the body at death. It's a good smelling mummy. Well, thank you. <laughs> I rubbed it down with sandalwood, an essence of lavender. You really like sandalwood, don't you? Well, it's just the funniest one that springs to mind, I guess. Essence of Lavender is okay, but... They're both really popular. You've yeah. named two really popular ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also used at religious ceremonies. They used a lot of sandalwood. They used a lot of frankincense and myrrh, mm-hmm. as you may have heard. Baby Jesus was way into aromatherapy. Did you know that? That's exactly right. And and you, this is one of the things when it's you... It's exactly right? What? Exact, I mean, it was exactly right that okay. Jesus was into aromatherapy. Okay, well, no, that exactly. wasn't that wasn't exactly right, but <laughs> that's what exactly means. <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. Maybe he was really into aromatherapy. There's it, no way of knowing this. There, there is a lot of uh, a lot of people reference that it's mentioned, you know, in many different biblical religious and various religious texts, the use of essential oils for different things as justification for using it now. That never holds up. Almost never holds up, by the way. But it is. But it is. Uh, they actually had a lot of compounds. One example was something called kyphi, and it was basically like an amalgam of a bunch of different oils and herbs and all kinds of stuff that smelled really nice. And you could use it for incense or perfume or medicine. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question about this this topic. Is this separate, a whole separate, like, department from incense? Are we, like, complete, in mm. completely separate regions here? Not really. The two things were very closely linked initially uh, because, it, you know, the whole, the whole thing comes from the idea of, like, even perfume, meaning from smoke, that people would accidentally burn things that smelled really good. 
So, you know, for warmth, you were burning trees and, and leaves and plants. And then all of a sudden, this wonderful smelling smoke would be all around you. And you'd go, holy crap, what is that great thing we just set on fire? We've got to remember that. Got to find that tree again. we got to figure out what we just burned. (laughs) And we got to keep burning it because it smells so good. And then, you know, because it would smell good and smells do elicit emotional responses. We know that, you know, the, the center of your brain that smell that, you know, has your scent center, your scent center. Do you get what I'm saying there? Scent. Center. Scent. Yeah. Yeah. It is connected to like your memories. And so you, you know, there are certain feelings and, and memories that are brought by different smells. So people really liked it. So they would use it for religious purposes and like incense. Uh, they would use it for perfumes because, you know, you wanted to elicit that kind of emotional response in a, in a lover or a potential lover. Mm. And then it, it was thought, you know, if this stuff makes us feel good maybe it makes us feel good like health wise maybe it would make us healthier so maybe we should use essential oils in different ways if you're sick smell this good stuff rub this good stuff in your skin this is a this is it's complicated for me because i have a feeling that there's not going to be a whole lot of like specific medical uh evidence nope for aromatherapy not to skip ahead of you but I feel like there's not going to be, but I do think that there is, like, I think that there's a value to, like, the changes you can make in, like, in the brain, right? Like, therapeutically speaking, I do find, and there, I think there's probably evidence for the stress reduction powers of certain scents, right? There certain is. Relax. There is. That's one of the things we'll talk about. There is evidence for. That is a huge health issue, right? I mean, like, stress is incredibly unhealthy. Yes. Well, yes. I mean, are, are you referencing more anxiety? Yeah. And I mean, most kinds of stress, I, I would say, are, yeah. are unhealthy. No, I, I think that's true. I think that... Um, Physically speaking, I mean. And I mean, I think this gets into a larger conversation about, like, the idea that all stress is necessarily bad, which it's not. And I think I would argue that some stress is necessary. But certainly there is the whole idea that too much stress on your body, too much cortisol release... You know, it does all kinds of bad things for your heart rate, your blood pressure, and, and that kind of stuff. So I see where you're going. Much like Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey and myself believe in the limitless power of the mind to heal the body. You and Matthew McConaughey. Me and Matthew McConaughey. Huntington's own Matthew McConaughey. Huntington's own Matthew yeah, McConaughey. Yeah, we are Marshall. We are. Marshall. <laughs> JKL. JKL, everybody. Okay, so aromatherapy. Um eventually because of this connection that we've been talking about between the religious and the and the medical it got to a point where you would only use essential oils if a priest told you to because you know you needed that kind of spiritual conduit Mm because they were so connected to the gods but you're still using them for like medical reasons for whatever you know you're hurting or you're sick whatever you're going to take this essential oil which is really interesting yeah there used to be a lot more overlap um uh, between priesthood and and medicine like a yes. good example i think is uh i think about friar lawrence in romeo and juliet for example he, yes he's very into like tinctures and salves and things like that and he probably would have re- been really into essential oils i'm certain in all honesty i'm certain um did you know that romeo uh the poison he drinks is is actually a uh, sandalwood an essence of lavender I don't think that's true. That is actually documented. He put it in the director's cut. I don't think that's right. Shakespeare put it in the director's cut. Oh. Well, the what's the poison? That, Get what? the Blu-ray. Get the Blu-ray. <laughs> Check out his deleted scenes. You will see. 
Does, does it have it. more of Juliet's boobs? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had to put those on two DVDs, uh, two Blu-rays, actually. There's so many extra scenes of Juliet's boobs. The the Greeks were into essential oils as well. They also use them for religious reasons, but also for like cosmetics, perfumes, cleansing. And then they thought they had a lot of healing properties. For instance, they would actually send soldiers into battle with myrrh uh, to use to fight infection. So if they got a wound, put this myrrh on it. Now, they didn't really know what they were treating per se. You know, we, we didn't understand microbes, but something happens bad to wounds. So put this myrrh on it and it won't happen. But it will. But it, it will. It will, probably. It, will, it, will. it will. But later. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and there are, and we'll, I'll kind of talk about this. There, there's a little bit of evidence for that, but mm, obviously people are dying of battlefield infections. Uh, Hippocrates actually wrote that a perfumed bath and a scented massage every day is the way to good health. Um, me and you, hypocrites. I have, I have very little problem with that statement. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah, I would love that. Could I have that? That sounds great. Can you manage that no for problem. me, please? No problem at all. Uh, the Romans were way into oils, um, which makes sense, I think. I always think of like the Romans as having like, I don't know, just big naked bathhouse parties and like orgies and like mm-hmm. just eating food and they're probably all oily all the time. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't all oil and rub downs. They had to do their taxes and walk the dog just like anybody else. <laughs> Build the aqueducts. They put their toga <laughs> on one. Well, I mean, they put their toga on one arm at a time just, just like one you and I. well just one arm just the right. one arm and then they kind of let it dangle kinda sexy <laughs> sexy little little jaunty angle there um they they would use the oils in the bathhouse like to create you know fragrant steam um actually the the romans were so into oils that at one point one of the emperors actually prohibited them put prohibition on oils because he thought it was just a silly excess because uh-huh. they were they were spending so much money trading to get more oils so that people could smell nice. But you could still get underground oils. You just had to go to your local smell easy. <laughs> are you are you proud of that one? Mm, I am. I think I had you to think about okay. it further. Think yeah. Uh, Cleopatra actually had slaves fan smoke from burning incense into the incense into the sails of her ship hmm. as she arrived to help woo Mark Antony. Not a bad gig as far as slave gigs went. And all this time, we're still trying to figure out, you I, know. They're all bad. It's just kidding. Sorry. Yeah, no. Well. You have to stop. That goes with, I'm sorry. Like that. It's okay. kind of a back and forth. I say something dumb and you kind of say like, don't say that. I'm just, say it was whack. I'm just immune to it. Oh, that's now. fine. I'm sorry. I'm finally, you've been in to my charms. I'm, I'm coated in essential oils that allow your, too, the I water of your quips to Six drops instead of five. That's on me. Sorry. Uh, at this point, we still hadn't really nailed down how to distill essential oils. And Avicenna, who I'd mentioned before, it was a Persian uh, Persian doctor, uh, kind of nailed down how we, we could distill them in about the year 1000. And so from then on, we were much better at making essential oils, mm-hmm. uh, which came into big play with the plague. So first of all, you know, the plague, we've talked about the plague before, the bubonic plague, and it ravaged Europe for a long time. You know, there were different waves of it, but pretty much for, for you know, a lot of the, when we go into like the 1300s, the 1400s, the 1500s, we're still dealing with plague mm-hmm. on and off. Um, in the 14th century, they would burn frankincense and pine in the streets, hoping that the fumes from these, you know, oils would, would uh, fight off the plague. And then the next century, when we move forward, 1413, there was a band of 
four thieves who were captured in Marseille. This is a really interesting story. So they had been robbing plague victims, mainly dead bodies, but also people who were dying of plague. So they would wait till somebody couldn't defend themselves. The four thieves would go in and they would steal a bunch of stuff from them and take off. So they were arrested for the thievery. But then the court said, the magistrate, how in the world do you not have the plague? Right. You were down down there in it. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're touching plague victims and none of them are ill. Um, and the the we have credited this, history has credited this, to them using essential oils. Now, the question is, because I've heard, I read different versions of this. Why were these men covered in essential oils? I'm assuming they're men. I don't know that they were, but I'm assuming they're men. One, one theory I read is that one of them was related to an apothecary who told them, hey, if you're going to, all right, boys, you scamps, if you're going to go out and rob dead people. At least be safe. At least about it. cover yourself in essential oils so you won't get the plague from them. Uh, the other theory is that in addition to stealing things from dead bodies, they also would steal oils and spices. Um, because, and I hadn't mentioned this so far, all throughout history, you know, we're, we think about like things that were precious, things that people would kill for. Um, spices and essential oils, herbs, good scents, and stuff that would make your, ta- your food taste better. Mm-hmm people were you know murdered for left and right there were wars about it you know everybody was all about spices and oils so you know there was a lot of money to be made if you stole them and and sold them so the other theory is that they had they'd stolen that stuff so they were kind of covered in that anyway their clothes and their hands and stuff were also coated with essential oils they were bad at like carrying the oversized jars Either way, the court offered them a lax sentence if they would reveal how did you not get the plague. And so they said, we either we know or we think or something. It's all this oil all over us. And they were like, excellent. Now we know this information. We're going to murder you now. So they killed him. Whoa, yeah, psyched. They killed him anyway. Um, but from this story, and who knows if this is true, who knows if this may be apocryphal, but from this story, one... It's kind of a weird story, to say. It's kind of crazy. If you're going to create apocrypha, you could probably create something that made a bit more sense than this. It probably is based in some sort of truth. But one, one thing that comes from this is that there is a brand of essential oils called Thieves, and that's why. Mm. Two, there is the, the four thieves or the thieves, uh formula or recipe this is you'll you'll read all about this throughout if you start reading about essential oils and aromatherapy you'll read this term a lot um and what they're talking about is a is a blend and you'll find different versions of this of essential oils that is specifically to be used to ward off disease Hmm. so if you are surrounded by an epidemic it's flu season whatever and you want to prevent yourself from getting it you need to use a four thieves blend um and there are parties four thieves parties where you'll get together and you'll mix up a bunch of this specific blend and everybody will use it and then hopefully you won't get you know norovirus or whatever's going around uh the recipe as far as i can tell generally has clove lemon cinnamon eucalyptus and rosemary in different proportions um but but again i i don't no, Not a lot of would... hard and fast rules as far as this stuff goes. Right, exactly. And, and I don't know how much it would help, but there are plenty of people on the internet who will swear that it kept them from getting a cold. Or the plague. Or the plague. That they didn't get the plague. I use aromatherapy and I I have never had the plague. <laughs> Period. The end. QED. Uh, no, do you know even Nostradamus was into into aromatherapy? So it could see too far into the future. <laughs> he, um, he gave people rose petal pills to protect them against the plague. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, what I think is great, though, is that we assume that was because he believed in aromatherapy. It may also have been because he owned a perfume manufacturing company. Oh, I like that. So, yeah, this works against the plague. Sure. Sure, yeah. Whatever. I, I looked into your future, and you don't have the plague, and also you smell great. <laughs> Buy this. $8. <laughs> I can see. <laughs> it's $8 U.S. dollars. I can see it in the future, and I know it will be eight U.S. dollars. I mean, I know what the U.S. dollars are going to be worth, and that's how much it is. In case you're curious, um, we continue to do research on essential oils once we understood how to do research better. Um, and in the 1800s, people were trying to figure out what are the properties of these oils, and and what what can they actually do. Uh, there were some studies done that showed that if you looked at the districts of southern France, that southern France, southern France, or southern France, wherever that grew flowers. Um, France, we pronounce it <laughs> France. Here in Paris, we pronounce it France. Your Americans in your mouth. It sounds like France. I can, I cannot even say France. You say it like a native. You just, you, you just insulted seventy French people. I maybe you did by calling it. It's flowers in France, and it, it became France. Flowers in France. Flowers and anyway, the places there with flowers had less TB, and the theory was that it was all the flowers. Okay, excellent. <laughs> there were also um, in vitro studies done that showed that, meaning in the lab studies, that oregano could kill yellow fever. I don't know. All right, let's uh, let's jump forward again. How uh, bring me a little closer to today? Okay, I want to do that, Justin. But before I do, why don't you take a trip with me down to the billing department? Let's go. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McQuarrie fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real 
high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. All right. Well, we're, we're still future, we're still in the, the past. past future past. We're in the we're in the kind of the birth of the modern concept of aromatherapy, and that really starts in the 1900s with French chemist Rene Maurice Gattefoss. I'm it's see, I'm Flance. <laughs> Rene Maurice Flance Gattefoss. I don't know. I didn't take French. Gattefoss. There you go. Thank you. Sure. Uh, he established what we now know as the modern concept of aromatherapy. So he had a small explosion in his lab. He blew up all of his sandalwood and essence of lavender. <laughs> he was he was like a perfume chemist. So, of course. What a romantic place, Francis. They have perfume chemists. <laughs> um, so he had, a, he had an explosion. His hand caught on fire. And hopefully, actually, I, I'm assuming... It sounds like the origin story of a really lame superhero. <laughs> Lavender Man. Lavender Man. And Let me freshen things up in here, <laughs> Doctor Stinko. Why is that the lavender sound? Lavender beam. The lavender oh, okay. beam makes that sound. You wouldn't expect it. I know that sounds like a bad noise. No, it's like not. a bad smell That's noise. Lavender beam noise. I don't know. I didn't create it. So his hand caught on fire. I'm assuming it went out before he did this next thing, because otherwise it would be it would be stupid. But he plunged his hand into a pan of liquid. That turned out to be lavender oil. <laughs> That's lucky. I'm, I'm assuming the fire was out. Otherwise, that would have been a bad choice. Mm-hmm. As oil is flammable. Um, Are you certain lavender oil is flammable? I am certain that many essential oils are flammable. Okay. Yes. All right. Fair enough. So as far as I know, lavender is one of them. Let's go with yeah, it. It's an oil. Okay. Oil's flammable. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Are you sure? I mean, you're not a chemist. You're, you're, I'm not. You're a biologist. But I do know that many of them, that's one of my points later is that many of them are flammable. Okay. I have it, it further down in the outline if you had looked. I'm not allowed to look. You will let me. <laughs> you always mess it up when you do. Sorry. Anyway, so he stuck his hand in lavender oil and the burn healed really well and it didn't scar. And he thought, huh, maybe I'm onto something. Now, Again, this story is not is probably not exactly true either. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a different account, which is probably the truth because it, it was supposedly based on what he said, which is that he was already tinkering with the idea that maybe these essential oils would help with with you know wounds and stuff. And he there was an explosion in his lab. In order to put himself out, he actually rolled around on the grass. <laughs> Um, and one of his hands became severely infected with which what sounds like gas gangrene from the description. And he began to put lavender oil on it intentionally to try to 
cure it and it worked Mm. so that's probably what happened but uh this kind of led to the idea that different oils could be used to cure things um it really inspired uh dr jean valnet who um used it on soldiers in world war one use different oils specifically lavender but any you know many different oils uh, to treat different wounds um it also was used by a lot of hospital personnel during the Spanish flu epidemic mm-hmm. when it when it uh, happened in France um, in order to keep them from getting sick. So the you know doctors and nurses would use it. And they claim that no hospital personnel got sick. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Um, so Dr. Jean, Jean Valnet is really who came up with all the dosing from then on. Um, and spread the practice far and wide. Uh, now, just so you know, there are no like boards of aromatherapy. There's no like license or certification in aromatherapy that you can get. Imagine my surprise. No, you just, there are professional organizations and you can go to training and things and you can say that you attended, but um, most people kind of use it as part of another treatment. Like you do massage and you also do aromatherapy or you do, um, I don't know, reflexology and you do aromatherapy right. or... Something you're an herbalist and you also do aromatherapy. Right. Uh, some examples of some things that were that came out of this time period. So, for instance, coriander, and these are all oils, can be used as an aphrodisiac. Marjoram could be used as a sedative. Can it really? Uh, no, these are just uh, things that they were claimed to be good for. That would seems to be a quick one, though. <laughs> like it seems like we could sort that out pretty fast. Yeah, I think you use that in some recipes. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, I don't use a lot of marjoram but you do, you can. Uh, rose can be used as an antidepressant or a liver stimulant. That's not a thing. No. no. Uh, jasmine is a general body tonic. That's never a good sign. That doesn't even make sense. Cinnamon reduces drowsiness. I would say that is not true. Somebody's never been to Cinnabon, apparently. <laughs> uh, birch can be used for muscle aches among pretty much any essential oil will say that it works for like aches and pains i that is not that is not like i don't know that every single one does but from my reading almost everyone says that also you could use it for pain ditto is stress there's a yes yeah stress and pain yeah um patchouli is an antifungal okay i don't know about that i think woodstock 94 all taught us that that is inaccurate (laughs) there's a lot of athletes foot coming out of that i bet i don't think that's true (laughs) what Uh, so how is this supposed to work? I mentioned that it's not just as simple as smelling something nice, right? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to have active compounds that can stimulate different parts of your brain. And like I said, actually cause physical changes. There's also some thought that it might stimulate hormones and enzymes in your bloodstream. I don't I don't really have evidence for any of this. This is just the theory behind it. People are trying to prove this. But as you can imagine, there aren't like big giant studies on essential oils. Right. Um, like I said, you can inhale it. You can use it with massage. That's the way most people. Uh, and if you're going to think about taking essential oils orally, well, first of all, don't. Yeah. And secondly, even people who are um, advocates of aromatherapy will tell you that you need to talk to somebody who is trained specifically in their use as oral agents. I would just say don't ever. Just don't. Like, just don't. Just don't. We just, just talked don't. about how there's don't not drink a board them. of people that say that that's okay. No. Like, don't do that. No, and the, and the reason that that's important is that it's not regimented. Like you don't know from aromatherapist to aromatherapist if you're getting the same advice because there's the no way same to know concentration. Like it's, no. it's crazy. No, or or even the same treatment for the same disease. Right. It's not you know standardized. No, don't do that. 
Uh, so please don't take them orally. Um, why? Why is this? Why would this be bad? Why am I being cautious? Because they can cause, among other things, rashes, allergic responses. They can be triggers for asthma. If you have asthma, you're actually recommended to stay away from aromatherapy unless you talk to a doctor first. Hmm. Just stay away from it. Uh, liver damage, nerve damage, harm to a fetus if you're pregnant. So stay away from them if you're pregnant. Interaction with other medications, seizures, death. Death. Come on, Sydney. If you drink them. Well, if you drink, is this just for for drinking? No, this can also be. I mean, think about it. If you have really bad asthma and you you inhale the wrong aromatherapy, okay, that could be fine, deadly. Fine. Yeah. I think you're being a little overzealous, but whatever. I'm just saying that they're you know they're potent. Be careful. Also, as I mentioned before, they tend to be flammable. Potent. So if you're going to have them in your house, potent, you say, so they do work. No, if you're allergic to them or if they irritate your airways and you have asthma, it could be bad. Fair enough. That's what I said. So now, so now, because it's a big thing now, what are they marketed for now? Well, let me give you some examples. If you read the uh, various sites on the internet that sell essential oils, what you could use them for. Depression, sleep, anxiety, allergies, pain, aging, infections, thyroid problems, immune system boosting, whatever that means, cholesterol, acne, asthma, burns, Alzheimer's or low libido, MS, autoimmune disease, or ringworm and constipation, or blackheads, bug bites, and cancer. Yeah, I saw that coming. Cancer. So this sounds suspiciously to me like a cure-all. Yeah, and what have we learned, folks? Cure-alls cure nothing. Uh, What has been shown, um, they maybe do help with some stress and anxiety and depression, especially when they're administered with a massage. (coughs) So if you give somebody a nice massage with an essential oil, that can help, which I just think makes sense. That's common sense. Yeah. You know, a relaxing scent and a nice massage. Of course, that's going to help with your stress. Um, There are also some small studies that show that they can help with pain sometimes, especially when used with massage insomnia, itching maybe, maybe alopecia, hair loss. Uh, But these are all very small. um, And again, you're not going to see big giant studies. So that's just the way it's going to be. Which usually the reason for that is there's no money to be made. That's not the case with essential oils. Those things are crazy expensive. They are. Really, really expensive. They are. Um, Peppermint oil can be used in one study to help with nausea and vomiting during labor. But again, if you're pregnant, I would not use essential oils without talking to a doctor. Uh, neroli oil can be used to help pre-colonoscopy anxiety. <laughs> so, so there you go. If you want to do that, aren't most of us in some stage of pre-colonoscopy <laughs> anxiety? And then uh, there are several things that have estrogen-like compounds: fennel, aniseed, sage. And so it's thought that they could help with PMS and menopause. But we've never done human studies, so eh, yeah. I don't know. Um, in vitro, meaning in the lab, there are a lot of oils that do kill bacteria. I've mentioned that they were used as an antiseptic, so that, that has been shown in the lab, but not in humans yet, like right. that, that, that you can use that to cure disease or, you know, infection. Um, and in all these studies, they make the point that your belief in the therapy will really influence whether or not you respond to it. Hmm. Um, so. Always a good sign of a, of a real, <laughs> real sherbet medically. So, um. Feel free to inhale them for the most part, unless you have, like I said, allergies or asthma, or if you're pregnant, all those things, I'd talk to a doctor first. 
if you want to use them with massage, I think that's probably fine. If it irritates your skin, you can mix it with like a, just like a base oil, like vegetable oil or olive oil, and it won't do so badly. Um, don't eat them or drink them. Um, and I think there's something called yang yang that you can use for self-love and patience. And that's sure. I'm cool with that. Uh, you should never use them in place of other medical treatment. If you have a problem, see a doctor. That's really important. And I think they actually violate one of my two two rules. Which are? So I have two rules when it comes to stuff that there's no evidence for. This is when we get into like essential oils and herbs and things like that. One, they they can't harm you. And for the most part, they don't, I think. With the exceptions of who the groups I've mentioned, I don't think they harm you. But the second rule is that they can't be super expensive. Because then I'm worried that you're wasting your money and that somebody's scamming you. They and can so, be really expensive. I mean, they last. So, well, that's they're, my they're point is that these are, so that violates my rule. Well, okay, but they're really concentrated. I mean, they're expensive, but, like, you can wheeze off a single bottle for weeks just because you only need a few drops uh, diffused in water to to get the, the and, effects, quote, unquote. And, and you know what? I think if you want to treat yourself and you want to hang out in a warm bath or you want your lover to rub you down with some sandalwood, I think that's fine, and I think it would probably make you feel better. But if you're sick, go see a doctor. We're part of the Maximum Fun Network here at Sawbones, if you didn't know. Uh, it is a family of podcasts uh, uh, that are um, fun to the max. <laughs> that was I great, guess. Justin. Thank that you, was, dear. You're really creative tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing my best. Uh, so uh, we've got a ton of shows on the network. Um Destination DIY Baby Geniuses Stop Podcasting Yourself featuring two of the funniest Canadians I've ever had the pleasure to meet. Uh, Bullseye is a great pop culture show. There's a new one called uh, Pop Rocket. It's sort of a pop culture chat show. It's very funny and that's brand new. You can check it totally, totally out. There's also My Brother, My Brother and Me. Oh, thank you, dear. That's a show I do with my brothers. So you can listen to that one as well. Or you could just listen to our show. I don't over care. Over and over and over again. Hey, listen, got some uh, got some fun news for you. Uh, Sawbones is going on the road. If you are in Milwaukee or Chicago or Minnesota, we're coming to your town with my brother, my brother, and me in April. First week of April, I think. So better not be cold anymore. Don't be cold anymore because we're going to be there with the baby. And uh, uh, we're, we're going to be doing some live shows out there. Um, tickets are, I think, very reasonable. Uh, rather than go through all the venues and what have you, uh, just go to um, just go to twitter.com slash sawbones. That's our Twitter account. Uh, we're also putting it up on our Facebook group. You can find us. Just, just search, search Sawbones. We'll put up the links that you need in both of those locations. They'll probably be up on MaximumFun.org, too. So you can find them there. But those tickets go on sale this Friday. So make sure that you are ready and waiting to buy tickets because my brother my brother me tickets uh have traditionally sold pretty quickly so uh that's that we're hopeful oh, don't shake your head at me i'm oh, just saying because my ticket sells so quickly okay well fine uh <laughs> but uh you, you you should come out and see us and hang out and give us a high five or what have you thanks to taxpayers for letting us use their song medicines in our show thanks to maximum fun thank you to you sydney for joining me and staying married to me for low these many years you're welcome and uh, be sure to join us again next Tuesday for another episode of Sawbones. Until then, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. As always, don't drill a hole in your head.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.